All right, and welcome back to the Historical Blunders Podcast with me, Nate. I'm Drew. And we have a special guest with us today. Steven. All the way from Michigan. I mean, is it really all the way? Yes. It's a five-hour drive. Upper or lower? Lower. lower. Okay. Plus another area. hour around Chicago. Oh, yeah, no, because you have to go <laughs> I hate that problem. city. Why not just cut with a ferry? Because it's expensive. It is. And it doesn't run. <laughs> oh, it doesn't run? Mm, not it opens up in April. Oh. Or uh, May, sorry, May first. Listen, just it's a little bit of ice. It's not. It's like super thick. Say we had our Talk troubles with fairies last week. We did, so they kind of connected that. <laughs> nice work, Stephen. Proud of you. You did great. Oh. You're a natural. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this week, uh, episode eight. Talking about ghosts. Yes, but not a fun kind of ghost. An army of ghosts. But still not fun kind of ghosts. But they're not from Lord of the Rings. No. They're inflatable. I wish they were from Lord of the Rings. Inflatable ghosts. Inflatable army. Love. Inflatable army. Yes. That sounds disgusting. I'm sure you can buy <laughs> one of those at Lover's Lane. Probably. Oh, Probably. AdamandEve.com. Yeah. Can I just get the whole army, please? Adam and Eve sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Of all the places, yes, I would love for them to sponsor our our podcast. <laughs> oh my God. We have a sale on dildos this week. No. Oh, sorry. What do they call them? Uh, so they don't get taken down in ads. Uh, personal massagers. Rubber phalluses. That's, I feel like phallus is still a rough it's word. It's a naughty word. Yeah. It's, it is. <laughs> but yes, we were talking about the ghost army in World War II. Was also known as the Twenty Third Headquarters Special Troops. That's just fancy jargon. Yeah, to throw people off. Yeah, it was an eleven hundred man unit composed of artists, architects, ad people, nerds, uh, actors, nerds. <laughs> uh, no, they were like hand selected to do this, like uh, prop masters and stuff for movies. Nerds picking other nerds. Yes. And then a lot of officers that didn't want to really fight, I think. No, so you got to keep in mind, this isn't a blunder on them on their part now, is no, it? No, it is not a blunder on their part. It is a no. blunder on the Germans. We'll talk about a couple of it because they also fell for some more deceit earlier in the war. I just think they're gullible. But then again, <laughs> the Germans have an odd sense of humor and tend to be more serious. All right. Yeah. But yeah, they, they fell for a lot of stupid stuff. I mean, there's that Austrian that they followed to <laughs> doom and damnation, but you know. I think the one that would have helped them out is Rommel, but then they killed him considering how he wanted to kill Hitler. Yeah, so, that's frowned upon. It is. You don't kill your leader, even though he's ruining your country and the people's lives. Yeah. Well, I mean... He kind of took advantage of a situation. Oh, yeah, the Depression. Well, the Depression, yeah, post-World War One, they were, that country was decimated. I mean, but was, also they did kind of... I mean, war a, reparations... Yes. Yeah. In the... What's you still have to kind of pay up for ruining yeah. most of Europe. Well, the, only, the only ended payments in like 2008, 2009, 2010, something like that. That's funny. That's when they paid off the first one. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, st- they, 
Still got the second one to pay for. <laughs> Believe it or not, no, they they never wanted Germany to pay war reparations for the second one because, because of what happened the first time. What happened the first time? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, yeah. So uh, this was a uh, whole unit of artists that built and uh, built inflatable tanks, airplanes, trucks, artillery, and dummies. Pretty much everything you need yeah. for a unit. And then uh, they had a whole part of uh, sound engineers that went to Fort Knox and recorded military vehicles moving and marching. And so they played them on these giant speakers so they were audible for up to 15 miles away. This just makes me wonder what the acoustics are like in Fort Knox if they had to go and record there. Yeah. That, Not a sound studio or anything like that, but Fort yeah. Knox. It makes me wonder how big these fucking speakers were then. 15 miles of freaking range. Yeah. That's pretty insane. So it made this yeah. unit of 1,100 sound like 30,000. That's what these speakers did. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, that and a bunch of empty boxes and, what, tarp? Rubber? Yeah, I don't know what they used to build it, because, I mean, they were beating the shit out of them and didn't pop. That's some pretty heavy-duty shit. It was denim. <laughs> it was denim. denim. <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, we'll uh, we'll post pictures of uh, the different vehicles and stuff later. But my favorite was watching them inflate one of the artillery guns. Oh dear God! It looked like a. It looked like, like a. It a looked what? like a limp dick, and then they filled it up with air, and it was like boing. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you could have said like an elephant trunk or anything else. Like that. No, no, it was. A you limp had dick. to go completely nasty. You it's are going good. for the Adam and Eve sponsorship. Yeah, right? see, we're just going for that. I see how it is. <laughs> it was just very entertaining and seeing them up close, they're actually like not bad. Like they did a good ass job doing it. Well, yeah. There's a lot of uh, combat engineers is what they call them. They did like camouflage and all that. They were the ones that designed all that. Here's the thing, if you go out and get the best of the best of the drama club, of course it's gonna turn out amazing. That is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Yeah. They they went above and beyond on that. And uh what's funny is uh they would uh paint each, like, they would paint constantly oh. to make them look like different divisions. They'd have different insignias on stuff. And so when the scouts would look, they'd be like, oh, shit, this is a different division. This is this division. But then right. the real yeah, division's yeah. 10 miles away yeah. doing what they're supposed to be doing. This makes me, um, considering how they should have been using reconnaissance from airplanes, it makes me surprised how effective this actually worked unless they were able or doing this in areas where it wouldn't work as well, like forested areas. Yeah. Or, let's say, such with, like, bad fog. Yeah, cause, like, I don't even know how many they actually... I couldn't find a number of how many they actually made. They made plenty. Yeah. So it's like... Because they were ma basically just copying entire divisions. And, uh... But they did awesome. They were right up on the front lines fooling everybody. And possibly getting shot at. Definitely getting shot at. Yeah. They, they got shot at quite a bit. I mean, I would expect it. Yeah. But uh, all this was actually based off of a British operation. The Brits? Yep, the Brits yeah. came up. Well, it wasn't to this extent, but the Brits did have, like, a big deception. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was in uh, Operation Bertram, in the Battle of El Alamein oh, in North yeah. Africa. Yes. I'm guessing it's probably Morocco area or something, maybe. No. Algeria. No? It's, it's near Egypt. Oh, yeah, it is near Egypt. It's okay. like 
Okay, so you're thinking like Morocco's the most northern part yeah. of Africa. You want to go more, what, east? East, yeah. 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 So uh, they actually had uh, tanks that they would put these sunshades on. It was just netting on, made them look like very boxy trucks. And so... They got Hummers over there. Basically, they looked like just like they were carrying people supplies, but they were tanks. So they weren't expecting like a full-on assault. They're like, oh, those tanks, like the dummy tanks are in the back. So they're like, okay, like they're not in position yet. They're not ready to The Valentines are over there. But yeah, not in the front. And so that's what actually kind of helped them. But they actually built like fake water lines and stuff to try to distract them and take their, their eyes off of what was actually happening. Uh, that's not bad. Not yeah. bad, Brett. Not bad. Yeah, it said they made like 700... Where is that? 700 and like 70-something sunshades. That would be more than enough to do to pull that off. Yeah, 722. What do they call it? Sun shields were deployed. So that's 722 tanks they had on this assault. That they had dressed up looking like vehicles. Yeah, that'd be um, a key information you need. Yeah, said uh, what the fuck was his name? Very something very German. I mean, that that goes for pretty much all the Germans' names. Yeah, yeah. they, they uh, uh, something very German. Fritz, very something German. They yeah, Fritz so like in it. yeah, uh, so uh, German Panz, Panzer Army General Wilhelm Ritter von Toma. I'm pretty sure that got butchered. Don't Sorry, yeah, it's not that bad. But uh, he, uh, they captioned asked, and they're like, "Yeah, like we weren't expecting this. Like all we saw was trucks, and so we're like, oh, they're just moving stuff up." And then, shit, the fan when they started launching artillery rounds out of the front of these things, tank rounds, and the Valentines and Matildas yeah. didn't use very big guns. Yeah. No, they, they're uh, pretty compact. They're more... Well, uh, the Matils are heavy as hell. They actually, actually, they actually put yeah. uh, these sunshades and stuff on artillery uh, trailers and stuff, too, that they were pulling, so it may just look like a trailer. But it was a gun. <laughs> what the hell? So that's kind of where it worked, and so they were just kind of... Why is it flapping? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that thing pointy? <laughs> but, uh... So they had actually, a, the British had a lot of successful deceit screwing with the Germans, which was actually kind of funny. Uh, I was reading one, it was like Operation Mincemeat, I think is what it was called. That but, actually sounds familiar. Yeah, but they uh, took a, a dead Nazi officer, dressed him up as a British officer, mm-hmm. and put fake battle plans and stuff in his pockets. So when the Germans stumbled yeah. upon it, they were like, Oh, we know it's a jackpot. Yeah. Let's go. We know exactly what's gonna fucking happen now, and it did not. No. Basically, led them to a trap. Yeah. Yeah. Though mincemeat sounds very familiar. Yeah. Pretty sure it was mincemeat. It was with the British, so they have weird names for shit. I mean, to be fair, the guy's dead. <laughs> practically mincemeat as it is. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah. So. uh after the United States seeing all the success and all the British shit, they decided to kind of do their own. Uh, ironically, uh, it was U.S. Army planners Ralph Ingersoll and Billy 
Harris were the ones that created it, but it was led by a guy named Colonel Harry Leader. He was led destined to lead. See, I wish my name was Lear. They're like, you're promoted. He's like, you've only been there a day. <laughs> but he actually uh, was the one that was like, you know, the Brits did this, and it was actually a really good idea, so let's let's run with it. And then somebody could have said, but yeah, look what happened with the Revolutionary War. Yeah, so uh, they started it. <laughs> they started it in Tennessee at Camp Forest. And then finished it in New York at Camp Pine. A.K.A. Fort Drum. Yeah, and then today. that's when they decided to go over the Bowling. pond. I mean, uh, after the training, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they went straight to uh, Britain. Uh, but they... Uh, uh, they helped with uh, D-Day. There's a group of them that actually still fought during D-Day at Omaha Beach and everything. That would suck. Yeah, that would not be fun. But they also tried staging fake fake landings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then even after they uh, staged, like, the Germans thought they were just bringing, unloading freaking a million freaking tanks and shit. And it was just all inflatable shit. I don't know. It looks the same to me. Yeah, so they did, uh, they put, like, lights up and then played all the that noise on their speakers and stuff. And so the Germans were like, fuck. I mean, let's be honest, you don't want to get too close to an enemy tank, period. Well, yeah. No. So they're unloading a shitload of them. Yeah, you see it from a distance, you're like, those are real. Fuck. <laughs> you, you don't want to get close enough to find out if they're real or not. Unless you're the Japanese and you have that exploding stick. Oh, yeah. They're exploding sticks. No, it was, like, it was literally like a staff, and at the end they had, I want to say it was a three-pronged detonation system, and basically you'd run up, stab it into the side of the tank, and blow it up. Yeah. but I believe... With yourself? Yeah. Basically, yeah. So it was yeah. their, their anti-tank weapon. Oh, yeah. All right. Or one of them, but <laughs> later in the war. That sounds like one. fun. No. I mean, it'd be quick. Would be quick. Would be with a flash. It'd just be funny if they just like reinforce the side plates on a tank. <laughs> did they say they only did this in Europe and they didn't try this in the, the Pacific? Pacific? No, I yeah. just said Europe. Because you know if they try in the Pacific and then that happened, it's like why <laughs> did this go right through? Stab the prongs and use your <laughs> and then it blows up and you kind of went for nothing. Right. You just stabbed a balloon and blew up. Oh my god! You rolled a one. Hey! <laughs> there we go. Critical failure. Uh, yeah. Uh, so when they actually started, yeah, recruiting, they went to art schools, advertising agencies, and stuff that had creative thinking people. So yeah, the artists, architects, actors, set designers, engineers, lawyers. Which I don't understand the lawyers part. They're just good at lying. I mean, <laughs> lawyers, you gotta you gotta bring them in because the Germans, you know. They're going to sue for liability. Like you, you made us think that these were real ones, and so the lawyers are, no, oh and God. we're in it's war. right here. We're covered. We're, we're, exactly. We're covered by the Articles of the Geneva Convention. Uh, we actually looked up the Geneva Convention. What was that? Second episode? No, it was the Russo-Japanese War. That was the second. second. No, third. Third. Yeah, it was Y2K. Because was it was Christmas, Christmas because you're not a fan of Christmas, and then it was Y2K. Yeah, then the Ru- yeah, because uh, there was a lot of fucked up shit. And so we were like, one of the like war crimes in Geneva Convention 
Like, when do they actually set it? And we ran into that pretty deep. That was yeah. fun. Oh. That's what he said. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, what was, what's the uh, big art school in New York? NYU? No, uh, Pratt. Pratt Institute. Hmm. I have no idea. They, uh, that was where they got a lot of the artists from. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're busy people. What the hell? Why not go for the Art Institute of Chicago? That's too far inland. Oh, it's that fight's <laughs> fine. They also should have recruited from the art school that kicked Hitler out, but, you know. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Poetic justice. That's a, that's a, a big fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, the unit was, uh, 406 combat engineers said they handled security. I'm guessing they were the ones that actually had weapons. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> then the camouflage engineers and the signal service company. Uh, so, yeah, they, uh, they had the artists do the visual deceptions, like painting everything, coming up with all this stuff. But, yeah, it was pretty cool because, uh, yeah, they were, like, constantly changing shit. Uh, dummy airfields. They actually put fake laundry hanging on clotheslines. Made it look like there was a lot of pe- soldiers there. Yeah, make it like yeah. an actual camp. Yeah. Motor pools and stuff. That was cool. But yeah, they did. Said it took them a few hours to put it all up. They used, uh, it was just gas-powered air compressors. <laughs> Makes you wonder, like, how efficient those were back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when gas was a nickel a, nickel a gallon, who yeah. cares? It was like, what kind of gas? <laughs> it's just a gas. No. Not the Zyklon B kind. <laughs> did it have lead in it? Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this the sonic deception is the sounds. And yeah, they got that at Fort Knox. Uh, they call. used uh, state-of-the-art wire recorders. It's a predecessor of the uh, tape recorder. Huh. But yeah, they <laughs> used that. And then, yeah, powerful amplifiers and speakers. So it was audible 15 miles away. Which to me, I'd be like, that's too loud for an army. That has to be fake. Or just a really massive fucking army. I would say again, you, you don't want to get any closer. Yeah, if you can hear them, it's like fuck. They're big. I don't care if they're real or not. And which is also where the lawyers come back in. <laughs> oh my god, you deceived us. Yeah, but yeah, it said they could be mixed to match the scenario. So that's kind of <laughs> cool. It's had a DJ in there throwing some tanks. That'd be fun. And the radio deception. They made uh, fake radio signals and stuff. Uh, Morse imp- code. Yeah. Not stuff. Morse code, impersonating the actual yeah. units, telling false shit. Which I feel like at that point it'd be like, okay, if this is this easy to figure out, it has to be fucking fake. I mean, not necessarily. It's like we were trying to break the Enigma. Mm, for it. years. Yeah. And I had to capture one in order to figure it out. All right, but if you're just tuning in and listening, it's like, all right, they're just telling you where they're going. Well, then we started using what? The uh, oh, the Navajo? What yeah, the Code, code talkers. talkers. There you go. What, yes. What they call The Wind Talkers. No, Code Talkers. It was Wind Talkers, wasn't it? The movie? Oh, Google it. Oh, the movie. Yeah, but isn't that like what they were like? But their they're called was the code. Wind Talkers. <sighs> but then when we broke the Japanese code around Midway, the... Japanese, they knew that we broke the code, but they were, like, so arrogant, they didn't change it. They were like, oh, the Americans can't actually know what we're doing. and They don't know Japanese. And we did the exact, you know, we, they used the same code pretty much throughout the entire war. 
No, it's just, yeah, it's like I said, arrogance. Yeah. Don't downfall. Yeah, that's cool. There's only 29 men. Yeah, no. They're highly valuable. And because Navajo language was unwritten. Yeah, that's why they can break <laughs> yeah. it. That's cool. And it's pretty much exclusive to the peoples of the Navajo Nation. Let's see. Side, sidebar. <laughs> Side Google. Side Google. Side note. Uh, so, this is a very white name. Philip Johnston was the man who recruited the 29 Navajo Code Talkers. Grew up in the Navajo Nation. Named Philip Johnston. <laughs> Listen, clearly one of his parents is white. He was fluent in Navajo at the age of nine and was asked to interpret interpret for the Navajo leaders in DC. Pretty cool. Uh Navajo was initially because it wasn't written. There's two classifications of tribal codes. Let's see. Type one code was originally created by the first twenty nine Navajo code talkers. Code substituted a Navajo word for each letter in the English alphabet. For example, the letter C, the word was Moisai, which means cat in Navajo. So, get it? Cat. C. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I don't get Letter it. O, the word was Niascha. You see how this is relevant to what we're talking about? Yeah, it's very relevant. Very so much. You know, we, I used to be a, a stickler. Like, we need to stay on topic. Now it just won't no. hurt everywhere. It's no. a good time. I get you. I get you. It's a good time. The missus is the stickler. Yeah. She's she is now. So, yeah, we make fun no. of her. She's a type uh, How no. deep are we right now? I think we're past the 25. But she's been listening to the full episode. So, we make fun of Becca a lot. Because yeah. she listens to it when she goes to work. But she hasn't. She'll. She'll. She's not going to work now. Here's the thing, though. The previous episode. We did not make fun of her at all, and he completely missed that. I wasn't gonna point that out until he stopped recording. No, oh, God, Garrett, no! Yeah, we always make fun of her. It's a good time. Fair you enough. do. I just Remember, stole I make fun, fun of her. Yeah, and her type anus. Yes, <laughs> that was that was in her wedding speech yeah. uh, for their wedding. Yeah. No, she said I have a type anus about me, and afterwards, her face was just bright red and yeah, it was funny because she's like mate you proofread it you said it was fine i'm like yeah it is because i guess i didn't really yeah. read it out loud i read in my head and i know you because fool it was type a yes and i'm like oh all right yeah because you're type yeah, a like and the then, whole I, thing about- then saying it in my head i'm like ah fuck i probably should have noticed that or well then the, the midwestern slur that we all have the type anus hey Eh? <laughs> like the whole Michael Hunt situation. How did you... Mm, Mike Hunt? Ah, ah see? See? Hey, let's Th- there's a guy over by us in Detroit. His name is Harry Glanz. I was going to chuckle when I hear his name on the radio. That's great. <laughs> That's my real name. I don't remember what he's selling or shilling or what, but his name is Harry Glanz. I hope it's something cool. I think it's automotives. Nah, Damn it, now you got me wanting to Google Mufflers. Alright, I'm going to put my surf, safe search on when I look for Harry Glenn's. It's <laughs> oh probably smart. So That's yeah. Uh, safe word. Uh, mortgages. Harry Glenn's sells mortgages. 
That's who I want to buy my mortgage through. So, uh, yeah. Said uh, 14 different Native nations served. Uh, after they saw the initial success of the Navajo, uh, they used the Hopi in the, in the Pacific Theater and then in uh, Comanche. We're in Europe. They actually helped during the D-Day. That's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. But the more you know. That's really cool. So, back to the radio deception. Uh, I guess we already covered that. <laughs> so yeah, basically they just used fake signals to cover up the real operations. Worked out good. They called uh, what the what's the next one? The atmosphere, the theatrical effects. Whatever. Yeah. That's so no uh. Sound. <laughs> Uh, well, it was still a performance, if you think about it. You had to impersonate an army. Uh, was it, I think they called it like a traveling road show is what they poked fun at it. <laughs> uh, there was, uh, uh, yeah, they dress up different outfits, make people look like important people. <laughs> And what, have actual, like, a few real pieces of equipment to make everything else look authentic? Yeah. Yeah, they had, like, one real tank next to, like, 50 fake tanks. But hey, that one, if that one's real, the rest have to be. I don't care if that barrel's bent. <laughs> I don't care if the barrel is sagging. See a little guy over there with a bicycle pump. You know they make a pill for that, right? <laughs> well, you don't use a bicycle pump in the bedroom? No. Just Austin Powers, Swedish made penis pump. That is my bag, baby. I have the book too. And so, yeah, uh, what was really cool is this was kept in secret until 1996. Which, really, considering that's quite a while. Yeah, I mean, that's 50 plus years of them keeping it secret. So, yeah, 50 plus, damn it. Was there a reason why they kept it so secret? I think just because it was a military operation. operation. So, I mean, like, you, they could still use it today. I mean, technically, they probably have. Yeah. And they probably, I mean, who knows? Maybe they did it. It'll come out in another 20 years. They said they did it in Vietnam or something, maybe. I don't know. I can see them doing it. Well, it's the jungle, though. Yeah. Guerrilla fighting. And a lot of fire. But, yeah, they actually... uh and a lot of Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, you, got, oh, rock on! you gotta have the CCR going. Yeah, they had a... was the... Ghost Army... It was a whole ad. Oh, to release the information on it? Yeah, Well, it gives them uh, their... Uh... Yeah, oh, there it is. <laughs> Ghost Army of World War II Congressional Gold Medal Act. So I don't know why they had to come out with an act, to just, but they gave them a, a congressional gold medal, which is the highest honor of civilians. So like, they re- must not really been a part of the military. They were just kind of like a contractors. Yeah, yeah, civilian contractors. That's what it kind of sounds like. But I'm like, but it was like overseen by the army still. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, that would have been top of the top secret in these. 
essentially these quote unquote grunts would have, would not have been privy to that information whether they were actually in the army or not. Yeah. Oh, that I think that's pretty sweet. I think yeah. it was like finally in two that yeah. Uh in twenty twenty two, February first. Like, sorry, I can't talk about my uh three or four years overseas. Uh I signed an, <laughs> an NDA <laughs> again. The lawyers. That's why the that's lawyers, why the lawyers are there. <laughs> that's for the damn lawyers. Lawyers Sorry, I signed an NDA to not talk about my inflatable. I mean, uh, my job. My job. Lawyers ruin everything. Goddamn lawyers. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe since they weren't actually military, that's why it was kept secret. I highly advise you to keep talking about your work. <laughs> I am not legally allowed to say stop talking about your work, but I highly advise it as your attorney. Yeah, I think it's pretty sweet. It was yeah. cool. Yeah, they got, uh, I said a couple times they were like a couple hundred yards from the front lines. Yes. Right up there. They t- they worked with Patton a lot. Good old blood and guts. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a couple times, like, they'd be plugging in holes along the line. Just, they, so, like, people, enemy was like, shit, they're right they're there. Just, like, they're not coming. Jokes on them. They're balloons. <laughs> But they're not furry balloons. <laughs> they're not fun balloons. They look like it, but no, they don't look like it. Yeah, they said uh, that uh, uh, Patton was actually one of their most favorite people to work with. Which is kind of funny considering how he seemed to be more of um, an asshole. I wouldn't say an asshole. Far more blunt. Yeah, straight up shoved down your throat, military man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slap a guy with a glove again, trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they said that uh, he was actually uh, very welcoming of them and gave them suggestions, helped mm-hmm. them. Oh, he's all about strategy. Yeah. Which, he, I mean, this is a great strategy. Well, for memory, he even read Rommel's book on tank warfare. Would not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially being, yeah, I mean, kind of a military bad. guy. If there's a military yeah. book, he might want to read that. Read on it, yeah. Especially back then. It's not like they were printing a military book every other day. I'm sure Sun Tzu also kind of came into into the mix. I can see that being... Where the hell do uh, the army have... uh, Where you go with the five rings. Well, uh, what's uh, the school? Army school? Officer school? West Point. West Point, thank you. I'll say which army school... West Point like for the officers. officers. Not, yeah. not the Wehrmacht school. What? Why not? Just go fancy. <laughs> fancy. He's a Ford Exchange student. <laughs> <sighs> this is great. I'm glad you're here, Steven. No, you're not supposed to gas the new recruits. <laughs> I don't know what school you're coming from. Oh my god. Do not put them on a train. What about waterboarding? Oh, that's the CIA school. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they actually, uh, the one time I was reading, they uh, held a spot for a week with inflatables, which I think is kind of funny. And why haven't they fired on us yet? <laughs> After two days, usually our inflatables, like in a pool. Like, you, you, you have to They're toying with up. me. You have to pull your mattress up. After, just... after sometimes not even a day. No. And yet, these guys are able to hold it for, what'd you say, a week? Yeah. A week. That, yeah. He's just standing there, yeah, menacingly. Uh... 
It was when uh, Patton was uh, trying to fortify uh, Metz in France. Uh, they came into aid. They just plugged in a spot and freaking held it. <laughs> they probably used a lot of tape to patch up holes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in 1945, uh, in March, that was one of their biggest. It was Operation Viersen. Ooh, that actually does sound very familiar to me. Yeah. Uh, the Ninth Army was prepared to cross the Rhine River, and the Ghost Army per, uh, positioned itself 10 miles south of where they were actually crossing. So all the focus was on them down there, mm-hmm. and so they were able to they're... cross safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, the art of sleight of hand. Look over yeah. there while I do but something fun- else with my other hand. Yeah. So they uh, they uh, painted like all the insignias and stuff again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did all the fake radio chatter. They even had, like, their guys passing fake information at, like, bars and stuff. Which, uh, I was thinking, I'm like, well, they just, oh, 10 o'clock, clock out, go to the bar, have a beer or two. Uh, you think they would have clocked out? That would have been their job. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so there were, like, German spies at bars trying to get information. I'm like, okay. I mean, beer. Yeah. Loose lips. Right. Dude, I'd be telling everybody. I make giant balloons. It's great. Not that kind of loose lips, you fool. The other loose lips. That's true. You gotta wonder if the Germans would have caught wind of this. It's like, no, this plan is so audacious. No, <laughs> no one would be stupid enough to do this. That's well, sure like not a work. <laughs> sure enough, Americans did it. Ah, fine. So yeah, so the Nazis ended up attacking the Ghost Army, which obviously. In a little bit, we'll share the totals. Did not do well for the Nazis. If they have a single fatality, that'd be depressing. But the Ghost Army or the Nazis? The Nazis. Well, the Na- it didn't say the numbers for the Nazis. It said the ah. numbers for the Ghost Army. So I was going to say, there, there's never a depressing fatality number for Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So the Ninth Army crossed, no problem. And, I mean, shortly after that, war ended. But they said that they only had three casualties in the Ghost Army. For the entire period. For their enti- They did like 20 missions. They were so close to the front line. They got attacked a lot. 20, or uh, three fatalities. And approximately 30 were wounded. That's actually pretty good. What'd they do? Like they nailing something up and they smash their finger <laughs> and they count that as a wound? Like That's that? the thing is maybe. Yeah, they could. <laughs> Setting up props. Did I ever tell you how I got my purple heart? I smashed my thumb with a hammer. <laughs> you smashed your thumb with a somebody's gun? No, a hammer. <laughs> your grandpappy is a war hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're, they estimate that the Ghost Army saved between fifteen and 30,000 uh, soldiers. That's, that's impressive. That yeah. is actually pretty For 1,100 people, losing three... Only thirty getting hurt, and yeah, fifteen thousand to thirty thousand. That's pretty sweet. That is real impressive. Yeah. I mean, it, when you think about it, it, just sounds like a bunch of dudes kind of like being goofy, putting this stuff up. But it, like in actuality, it was really effective. Yeah, it was for something that's like if someone pitched that to a normal person, you'd be like, uh, fuck no. But give it to the drama club. Give it to the drama, <laughs> drama club. club. The drama club came through. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's pretty fucking awesome. That's dope. It is very dope. It is dope, yes. Yeah, they, uh... They came through big. They helped with uh, D-Day, Battle of the Bulge. I think it's funny. Bulge. Wait, what are they doing the Battle of the Bulge? Considering how that was a surprise attack. Bulge. That's <laughs> not how it goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can I hit one of the mixer like buttons. One Which one do you want? Venus. I nailed it! <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we have uh, programmable, yeah, programmable <clears throat> buttons on our mixer. Me no talk Finger good. Tot. Yeah, me no talk good. Me no English. Vodka is setting the story straight over Oh, here. it's not water. I mean, it's, yes, it's it's Gatorade. No, it's what's, fun. What's the doctor do? The little drunk monkey? It's Gatorade. Oh, it's fun, fun, sippy sip. I like that. Yeah. It is fun, fun, sippy sip. So, Battle of the Bulge. Yes. Uh, it was Radio Deception. Oh! Yeah. Okay, hmm. that makes sense. Drew the Germans away from Patton. Yeah, because Patton was doing a wide swing of her right to yeah. reinforce. No. Gave relief of the town, Belgian town of... Bastong. Very important. That is pretty cool. So, I mean, not even just their inflatables. Their radio deception helped. Why do you have to say it like that? (laughs) (laughs) It's not just about the inflatables. Crazy Jim's bouncy fun. Listen, they also did a great job with wood. They did. They built a lot of stuff. Yeah. Nails. (laughs) They're very hands-on. I couldn't imagine being like a prop guy in Hollywood and they're like, yep, you're getting drafted. <laughs> Shit. Okay, you're going to build the... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like that scene in Futurama. You only have to worry if war were declared. What's, What's that? that noise? <laughs> war were declared. <laughs> yeah, weren't they... What the hell are they signing up for? They free were money? signing up to get gum for free. Gum. Yep. Or is, uh, is it no, not for free. Uh, service members discount. Yeah. And it was only like a nickel or something. <laughs> Gotta love that show. <laughs> that War were declared. That's my plan for my daughter. I'd let her watch all the stupid baby shows. Turn on Futurama. Oh hell yeah. Oh yeah, that's she gonna go well. to kindergarten. Bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, speaking of that, no math skills. Uh, literally the two days following our last episode, my wife gave birth to our child. Congratulations! Congratulations! Thanks, guys. Uh, she farts loud. Yeah, you like to talk about that. I do. I'm proud of it. Proud Papa it is a proud Papa moment. Proud tutor. <laughs> it's very entertaining, but she's adorable. I'll keep her for a little bit. Eh, Eighteen years. No, probably like a year and then get a new one. <laughs> Upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Like this oh, one's this one's not, not a, as quiet anymore. This one's Let's get a new one. In the puppy stage. We need to get rid of it. She's not <laughs> a labradoodle. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So we'll soon have a little guest host hanging out with us all the time. Oh God! Bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> the parts make it. We'll, we'll teach her the good history. 
What is the good history? I don't know what fun shit should we what, talk about. What is... Uh, it's not... Okay, it's not so much good history all the time. We're going to talk about Woodstock today. In <laughs> <laughs> mm. 1969. Yeah, the good Woodstock. Not the shitty 1990s recreation. Yeah, what was no. the... 99? Yeah. That's one where they, like... Burned down the whole place. <laughs> it was place. supposed to be love, peace, and uh, harmony, and it turned into riots. Corn and, and... Limp Bizkit ruined it all for everybody. You know what's bad when Limp Bizkit's there? I kind of forgot they existed until you mentioned it just now. You're welcome. No. You're welcome. No. Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored Water. Best album for them. No idea. One song says fuck like 47 times. South Park. And the best part was is my mom bought it for me when I was... Fuck. What year was that? Fuck is not an age. Yeah. (laughs) Probably like... (laughs) It's just a reaction when you realize how old you are. Yeah, I know I am. Oh, my God. Uh, How old were you in fourth grade? (laughs) Google it, bitch. I don't know. I I was normal. I was young, but I was normal. Google it. That's not work. Eight-ish, nine-ish? Yeah, because you're like six in first grade. Yeah. So... Eight, nine, ten-ish. Too young to be listening How to. How the hell long are you staying in fourth grade if it's up to ten? Yeah, no, I don't know. Dude. I there's teach stupid graders that are eleven. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there's some stupid kid. Okay, we had a dude in freshman year of high school. You're fourteen. Oh, supposed to be. Yeah, dude. We had a kid in our grade. Yeah. Seventh grade, he got his driver's license. Excuse me. Yeah, he was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me phrase that. He was stupid. He, was stupid. he just didn't show up to school, and they refused to expel him. So they, yeah. <laughs> so he was driving to middle school. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was kind of funny, but it's like, how, how do you get a parking pass? Because I remember driving in high school, man. But this is middle school. You yeah, know, <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> driving in high school. <laughs> I had to pay for parking pass, but yeah. like, what the hell are you gonna do in middle school? Dude, my papers. town was eleven hundred people. So everyone knew this kid. Yeah, I mean, because what? Where I went to for high school, the class for the total student body five minutes away was twelve hundred. Uh, my school was like five hundred. Mm-hmm. I think we had a hundred and <laughs> we had a hundred and forty in my grade. <laughs> Jesus, but it's so small. But we only had a hundred and thirty nine graduate because. <laughs> I think it's kind of crazy and stupid and mean, but you, so when you're a senior, you go to graduation practice. Yeah. So we're all in the gym. Uh, they come in then and pull you if you don't graduate. Oh, that's In shitty. front of oh, that is everybody. Awful. That is shitty. Shout out to Juanita. You were semi-cool, but they did you dirty. They came and pulled her during graduation practice. Door opened, everyone's just like, Everyone knew if you were going to graduate or not, but still your butthole puckered that little bit. You're like, fuck. What did we do? And poor Juanita, she got pulled. She was a good McDonald's manager when she was there. She took care of us. Oh my god. She's like, hey shit, Nate, here you go. McDouble. It's like, fuck yeah. You're the best, Juanita. I mean, McDonald's tears you up, so it's like... Eh. It wasn't bad then. Okay. I would no no. All right, no, let me rephrase that. No. As bad. All right. So I'm lactose intolerant. 
Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm old, so I think I've noticed it, but in my younger days, I was just like, man, I need to stop eating such so shitty, like, all I'm doing is shit. Mm-hmm. And thinking back now, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I probably should not have been eating cheese. <laughs> you still eat cheese. It's besides the point. Did you ever notice, oh, I'm, I'm you know, allergic to, to gluten. I can't have gluten. Oh, I'm allergic to chocolate. I don't chocolate. know anybody that's I can't allergic eat. to gluten. See, um, I don't know either, but the thing is with that, it's like you have to eat, he wasn't needing the bread for a certain yeah. way in order to not have the gluten form. You have to eat it a certain way? No, need. need when you're oh, I thought you eat it. I'm like, you have to eat it at a 43 degree angle. Do you ever watch South Park? <laughs> you have to shove it up your ass to eat the bread. And then just shit out your mouth. God. I don't remember that episode. I remember that episode. Because it was a more efficient way. <gasps> oh my God. Out. Okay, I remember that yep. episode. <laughs> Weight loss. Yeah, I forgot about that episode. So, all right. Super sidebar. South Park now. Favorite episode. The NASCAR episode from like season 15. I have no idea. Cartman is in school one day, and he's like crying. They're like, Cartman, why are you crying? I can't do what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> why? What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a NASCAR driver. Okay, Cartman, go be a NASCAR driver. I can't. Why? I'm too rich and too smart. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Cartman, you're dumb as hell, and you, you're not rich. Your mom has your money. And he's like, you guys are just saying that to be nice. And then him and Butters, which is already leading to a good story, uh, him and Butters are watching TV and there's a Vagisil commercial. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Christ. Because supposedly Vagisil, one of the side effects is memory loss. And so Cartman sees that and goes, that's great. I can get stupid and be a NASCAR driver. So he goes to the store and starts eating Vagisil. <laughs> and then he, like, hop, like, goes to a NASCAR race, hops in a car, fucking drives it, crashes, kills everybody. <laughs> And then Vagisil's like, we're going to sponsor him and give him a car. And then, then it's funny because, like, the Vagisil dude looks, like, Amish. And then he's like, you need to use your Vagisil daily. Like, looking at his wife. Daily. <laughs> but then he ends up fucking, he's got, like, a like the video and he's, like, doing a rant. He puts in a huge dip of Vagisil and he's like, Dipping Vagisil, ultra strength. Obama, he's the reason for all this. Obama, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But then they're doing like the pre-race NASCAR uh, conference, mm-hmm. and they're like, "So, what are you gonna do to handle the temperatures out there on the track today?" And all the NASCAR drivers are like, "Well, you know, the humidity's not that high, so we got this, this, this going real scientific." And it then it goes to Cartman and goes, "I'm gonna drive fast." And Danica Patrick's character's like, oh, he goes, Danica, shut up, you stupid bitch. I can drive better than you. He ends up running her over in the episode, but it's fucking great. Oh my god. Favorite episode. What a sidetrack. I love that sidetrack. Yeah. It's a good sidetrack, South Park. God. And we were talking about South Park the other day at work. The Nintendo 64 game. Oh. Where the turkeys invaded. Hmm. Hmm. I don't remember if I was part of that conversation. Oh, we no, we weren't. It was other people at work. It was me and Alex and Payne. See, there we go. See? He's just making shit up. Co-workers, yeah, we were talking about it. Good workers, we were. Yeah, we were yes, comrades. Well, yeah. Boobies. That's a good one. So, yeah. So, I mean, 
you can say comrades in a Russian accent because Alex is Russian. Don't hit that button. You almost made me hit it. I know, I almost made you hit that button. We don't need the auto tune button. On See, there. I can just slide Stop my it. finger Stop onto it. it. Yeah, yeah, I think we can. Uh, and I'm the sober one. You are the sober. sober. I'm still sober. Don't. Drew, you dirty little fucker. Oh. <laughs> Best button. All right, so yeah, let's finish up the <laughs> episode here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, go on Instagram. Look for our logo. Mm-hmm. Follow Plus, our page. Comment. Like. Subscribe. You don't subscribe on. Let me have my humor. Okay. But you can uh, subscribe on all of the platforms that our podcast is available on, which is? Amazon, I believe. Amazon Audible, because they're the same company. Yeah, Amazon, close enough. They Spotify. And? Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I was going to say. And I don't know, what's the weird app that people have been listening on? Threw me for a loop, because I've never heard of it. See, I know the Apple, but I just know Apple. Because, again, they own everything. <laughs> uh, Pocket Casts? What is it? Pocket Casts? I'm not familiar with that. I don't know what that is. Or Podbean? I've never heard of that. I'm guessing that's uh, overseas stuff. So, on those, uh, I guess I'll look into it. Go ahead and comment. Subscribe on those. Make fun of us. How's the getting on there if you don't even know about it? I don't know what Spotify does with our podcast. Ancient Chinese secret. Yes. Not to happen soon because of massive restrictions. Act possibly, or it better not pass. Uh, the only uh, I mean, I guess technically Asian, uh, India and Thailand are the only two countries that are in Asia, so not China for now. No China for now. Uh, but it's not gonna happen because we Winnie the Pooh. Ah, no, it won't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Block ourselves from China now, we can talk shit. (laughs) Winnie the fucking Pooh. No, it's Winnie the Pooh. Not Winnie the fucking Pooh. No, Winnie the Pooh. No, that's the R-rated version. That's Winnie, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to watch it now, too. But at the same time, I don't want to be scared. You should watch Cocaine Bear. Dude, I, I want to see that. Bear, I do, too. All right. So, <laughs> more sidetrack. So, yes. Go uh, like, subscribe, comment, interact, please. Give us suggestions, comments, ridicule us. We can Mention- take it. Imagine how smelly Nate is. Not smelly. We came from the same place. Work. And Adam and Eve, if you're looking to sponsor a podcast. Yes, fuck yeah. Whole episode of Inflatables. My God. (laughs) So yes, if anybody working for Adam and Eve is listening right now, give me a discount. So. (laughs) Shaking my head at him. Uh So, I'm Nate. I'm Drew. And I'm guest Steven. So, thanks for listening to Historical Blunders Podcast. Uh, See you later. Drew, wave bye. I did wave. I'll wave again.